What if there was a different way to enjoy food and engage in life? Beyond the barrage of nutrition hype, the shoulds, and the judgment, beyond the constant striving to be thinner, fitter, someone other than who you really are, what if there was a way to eat that is mindful, non-judgmental, joyful, empowering, a way that leads to feeling better, having more energy, and living your best life? You're listening to VegHead Speaks with me, your host, Robin Wong. Join me as we explore plant-based eating for people who want to eat well and live well. Welcome, welcome. Welcome to VegHead Speaks. I'm so glad you're here. I hope you're having a great day. Um, I, today, I want to talk about type 2 diabetes. I don't know if you know, that's sort of really a passion of mine to try to um, eradicate type 2 diabetes throughout the world. So that's a big mission, but uh, one that I've chosen. And uh, the, my method, my vehicle to do that is the plant-based diet, the plant-based lifestyle. Uh, I just think it's the cure-all, the be-all. And, and so, and as you've seen, if you listen to other episodes, like it helps with irritable bowel disease, irritable bowel, you know, um, irritable bowel syndrome. It helps with your microbiome, it helps with heart disease, it helps with so many things. Um, and diet, type 2 diabetes is one of those. So I thought it might be helpful for my um, listeners that might have prediabetes or have a family member that has diabetes. Uh, this is will be helpful information. And, um, you know, you can share it, please share it. Um, so it's, I, I broke it down to five easy steps. And these are some of the steps that I take with uh, my one-on-one -on -one clients and I'm uh, my online program called Reverse Diabetes Method. Uh, we approach these steps very similarly, although we go way in depth and then there's a lot of accountability and help with that. But um, because it, it's not always easy, okay? It, it can be challenging to um, make changes in your, in your diet and lifestyle. And when you're trying to put together meals, especially if you're changing what you eat, it's like, what do I eat? I hear all the time, I just don't know what to eat if I'm not eating meat. And, and so, you know, that's where I come in. I help people do that. And I love, I love what I do. Um, so if you followed me for any length of time, you know that I came into the plant-based world um, after reading the China study. And it was really interesting how those two, my, uh, my husband got diagnosed with type 2 diabetes after I read that book. And these two um, incidents sort of coincided simultaneously. And, and it was after reading all the science and um, how um, the China study and the plant-based lifestyle can help with diet-related disease, which we know heart disease and um, diabetes, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, fall into those categories, right? That it's really, they, not always, but diet plays a huge part in the development and uh, complications of those illnesses and those diseases. Um, and so for me, they just kind of coincided and it was like my aha moment. Oh my gosh, we can, we can control our destiny, <laughs> you know, sort of, it's sort of, we really cannot, but, uh, you know, in the terms of what we eat and how that impacts our health. And so that's when we went plant-based and I presented it to my family as we're going to do an experiment. And my kids joke all the time. This is like the longest experiment ever, mom, because we're still eating this way and, and embracing the lifestyle. And of course, um, that's 
how I've developed my practice completely around the plant-based lifestyle because I'm just such a firm believer of it. And um, when I be, when we went plant-based, there was not as much information available or it wasn't even as mainstream as it is now because it's been roughly 10 years. And so I just immersed myself in watching videos, um, reading books, uh, just, you know, searching and looking for people that were giving lectures. And so finding other people doing the same thing and started finding this community of people that were embracing it the way I was. And, and so that's how I learned. And then I went back to graduate school because I wanted to get a credential to share this information. I became a plant-based, um, uh, you know, took a course on that. And, but in school, it's the traditional way of becoming a dietitian. And so I was really disappointed that they don't even promote plant-based eating. And so that was a rough three years for me, right? Learning all this stuff I had to learn to become a dietitian and none of it really um, embraced the, the plant-based lifestyle. So um, yeah, they said eat more fruits and vegetables, but not at the same level. They weren't cutting out meat, right? Um, they would say, oh, eat it in you know small portions, meat, you know, and it's like, no, for people with disease, they, they need to cut it out because that's, moderation is not helping them. And I've done other episodes on moderation. So if you follow me, you know what I feel about that. But anyway, so that's kind of the background. Um, and I'm not going to say it wasn't bumpy. Changing our recipes and changing how I cook and how I shop, um, all those things, you know, take work. It's, but it's really just changing your routines. It's like any any new habit. It's like learning to you know, incorporate exercise into your, your life. It's a little bit of an effort at first and it's changing that routine. And then once it's in your life, it becomes very easy. And so, um, that, that was true for me. So here's the five steps, um, that I, I use a lot with, um, my clients in my program. Um, and you know, for diabetics, especially type two diabetics, this, um, works really well. Um, and the it's this fourth step that if you're not a type 2 diabetic that you don't have to be, pay as much attention to. But the other steps will certainly be the steps you need to follow to um, for your heart disease, high cholesterol, or um, high blood pressure, right? So I'll, on step four, I'll kind of talk about that. So the first step is the biggie. It's eliminate all animal products, right? All, and, and when I say eliminate, I really want you to replace them. Okay, so if you're taking something out of your diet, what can you put in that place? So, um, for example, if you're taking meat out, I want you to replace that protein source with other protein sources. And believe me, plant-based foods have protein, okay? Beans, lentils, legumes, tofu, all high in protein. And so it's not like you have to worry about being protein deficient. That's always a question you get. And the thing that's beautiful about this is you're getting your protein, but you're not getting all the saturated fat and cholesterol. And when you're getting your protein through plants, you're also getting fiber and you get none of that with meat. You're also getting a lot of antioxidants, which you get none of that with um, the animal products. Okay. So just, it's a, it's a really um, good swap. It's actually, you're getting more for the swap than you would ever get from the food you're leaving behind. So, so animal products are meat, fish, um, meat in the sense that it's, you know, turkey, red, red meat, beef, lamb, pork, all those things. People go, oh, well, I don't eat much red meat. Well, you, 
typically what happens when people cut out red meat, they eat more of the white meats. They don't cut down on the consumption level. They cut down on the type. So there, um, people eat chicken instead of red meat. That's great, but you're you're not really cutting down on saturated fat that much. Okay, it's it's, it's sort of they think they are, and I I know I'm speaking from experience with this because that's what we did when we were eating health eating healthy in quotes is we cut out the red meat, but I started using turkey instead of ground beef. Did you cut out on saturated fat? Yes but not enough to prevent my husband from getting type 2 diabetes, okay? So I, I understand, I hear it all the time, but, 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 yeah, I know, but I'm telling you, you're, you're still eating meat and it still has saturated fat and cholesterol, and that's what's driving your numbers if they're going up, okay? So that's the biggie. You need to cut the, replace those, cut them out and, and replace them with other things. The other big thing is cheese. Uh, cheese is one of the biggest vehicles of your um, saturated fat, and and um, you know it's on everything. It's in everything. The dairy industry is strong, and so I encourage you to really start paying attention to your cheese consumption, and your milk consumption, and uh, cottage cheese, and butter, and sour cream, and um, those are all, you know, those are all cheese. Those are all dairy related. All have saturated fat. And, um, you know, even eggs, I did a whole thing on the eggs, so you can listen to that. But um, so those are all the products you need to start replacing. But then the step, that's the first step. The second step is to limit the high fat foods. So anything fried, I don't care if it's kale chips, um, you know, pita chips, whatever, they're fried. And so you can uh, bake your own, you, um, you know, just you know, they take these healthy foods and then they put them in oil and those oils aren't helping you. They're not bringing you anything. And on top of bringing the oil, they salt them or they add sugar. So I'm always like, why is there sugar in spaghetti sauce? Why is there added oil? You know, you don't really need it. So um, it's, it's those products that you're trying hard to be healthy and they're better choices for sure. But it's like, but you're still getting some of these added oils, okay? And so just be aware of that. So any sort of, um, you know, pastries, um, a lot of them, you know, you they're, they're fried. Um, and so this is where the vegans and plant-based eaters differ because you can be eating vegan foods like glazed donuts, but they're not healthy for you, okay? That sugar and fried, okay? Those two things aren't healthy. So, um, and if you're trying to lose weight and you're eating plant-based, uh, what might, if you're stalled, what might be the issue is you might be eating a lot of um, higher calorie foods that carry the good fats with them, um, such as avocados, nuts and seeds, olives. Uh, they are much better choices for sure, but they are higher calorie. And so you might have to kind of look at your intake of those if you're 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 going the weight loss route. Okay, um, I use them occasionally for flavor, uh, not in large amounts. Um, I make a pasta salad with whole grain pastas and you know lots of veggies in it, and I might sprinkle a little you know some olives on top and um, just condiment you know in in small amounts, and it's just it's. My husband can't do nuts and seeds because um, he overeats them. And not from a weight perspective, but from a diabetes perspective, the added oils in those definitely impact his, um, his, his numbers. 
So that, those are, so we have eliminate animal products, limit high fat foods. Um, the third step is to fill up on fiber. So fiber is so wonderful. Um, you should be aiming to consume 40 grams of fiber a day. The average American only eats about 15 to 16, 16 grams a day because animal products, the meat, cheese, um, eggs, they don't have any, um, and dairy products, they don't have any fiber in them at all. Okay, so where you get your fiber is are your whole foods, it's your legumes, your whole grains, your fruits and vegetables. Okay, so and fiber is so important with um, a to keep you satiated and helps with weight loss for sure. But if you're um, it slows down your spikes, if your your blood sugar spikes. So if you eat something, um, you know uh, that might spikes you, you might try eating it with something high fiber. And you'll and just play with that and see if that makes a difference with your blood sugar numbers. Okay, so um, so fiber is important not only from a blood sugar perspective and a, um, a filling your tummy and feeling satiated perspective, but from a colon and GI perspective. Um, cultures that eat a lot of fiber have very low uh, colon cancer rates compared to what we have here. So we're chronically constipated. Okay, and um, that has repercussions. And then your healthy um, bi microbiome, which is your GI system, all the little microbes that live in there, you know, feeding them, they live off of fiber, okay, and keeping them healthy and keeping them, um, the diversity of that gut flora is really important. There is so much research around uh, microbiome and um depression and, you know, mood and anxiety and just disease. Um, it just, it's, it's phenomenal. So having a, a healthy gut is really important and, and it starts with eating fiber. So the fourth thing that my fourth step um, that I use with uh, type two diabetes patients and clients is to favor the low glycemic options. So a uh, glycemic index measures how quickly a food breaks down and puts uh, glucose back into your bloodstream. So by eating lower glycemic foods, it means they're denser and they break down slower. So that would be, for example, if you're eating a bread, you might eat the lower glycemic numbers that, that, are, that come with pumpernickel and rye, okay, versus a really airy bread. Um, in the fruit world, you know, watermelon and a pineapple are higher glycemic, meaning they break down faster and might spike your blood sugars more than um, the lower glycemic. So that's a fine tuning thing. I rarely really have to focus on that with um, my clients because they're doing the first three things really well. And so that's enough to manage their blood sugars. And so um, the fourth thing is just if we're, we're struggling with getting those managed, then we kind of move into that. I would say for um, you know all people trying to manage their um, their health that that four step should be add movement into your life and to drink water. Okay, so you don't get off with this four steps. A fifth step, if you're not um, trying to lower your blood sugars in a fine tuning way, substitute that step in with you know let's get out and move and let's see how much water we're drinking and and that's you know, add that in because that would be a good step to have. And then the fifth step is basically if you're eating a full-on whole foods plant-based diet, it's a good idea to probably supplement with B12. And that's even true for 
meat eaters, um, you know, if they're not eating a lot of meat and getting their B12, have a check because over 50, we start seeing those numbers drop. And it's, I don't know, I don't know why, if it's just, you know, our, our intrinsic factor in our stomach starts changing, which is, is completely needed with, um, to make B12 active in our systems. It's quite a, a process of how your body utilizes that vitamin. It's a, they have to have a lot of different steps. And I don't know why age, you know, makes a difference with that, but it's certainly, uh, you don't need a lot of B12 and you can get it through um, supplements of either a B12 supplement or a, um, a multivitamin um, or fortified foods. A lot of vegans and plant-based eaters eat um, nutritional yeast and they'll use the fortified uh, plant-based milks and, you know, you can even get it in cereals, that sort of thing. So uh, just keep that in mind. And I would even suggest checking your vitamin D. All right. So uh, there's a lot of um, people low in vitamin D. And so I just think that that's another thing you might supplement. And if you did a multi, you would get both those things. So those are the five steps. Eliminate animal products, limit high fat foods, fill up on fiber, if you're type 2 diabetic, look at the low glycemic index, look, look for lower glycemic foods. If you're trying to manage a weight, um, high blood pressure, uh, high, high, um, uh, high cholesterol, um, or avoid heart disease, add exercise and water in there. And I'd even say that for the type 2 diabetics. Um, if, if you're actually trying to manage your hypertension, that step would be good to be really go low sugar. I mean, low salt. I'm sorry. Look at your salt intake. And then step five is supplement with vitamin B12. So those are the five steps that um, I have found successful. Um, they sound easy, and in, in actuality, they really are. Um, the implementation is what, what's hard. The changing the habits what's hard. And um, I, I get it. I, I've done it. I've lived it. And But it's completely doable. And if you make the priority of, um, you know, what, what's more important, the way you've been eating, which is leading to disease or shifting that priority to, I want to be healthy and be here. Um, I have children and grandchildren and I have a life I want to, you know, live to its fullest. The choice becomes easier, right? And so that's, that's what I do. I work with clients and help them. I help them implement this. I help them along the way and we all need help sometimes. And so it's like this knowing that that helps. I didn't know that. I didn't really know that I could actually you know, find someone to help me do this. Right. Um, and so, and it, it's easier now to find, find people, I think. So, um, but you can totally get started on this. Just choose one meal a day, you know, and, and make it be plant-based eat oatmeal instead of bacon and eggs, uh, lunch, keep the cheese off of, and mayo off of your sandwich. Um, at dinner, eat a vegetarian chili and, you know, or, um, you know, I don't know, eat some steamed vegetables, a stir fry with tofu in it. Um, there's so many options. I know it seems like there aren't, but there are. We eat our fill and eat so much good food being plant-based better than we ever did eating um, a carnivore diet. So get to it. Start adding those vegetables and um, legumes and whole grains into your diet and um, make small changes. They help. Yes, they do. And it, it just it's a process. So keep eating plants. I hope this helps. And um, I look forward to um, talking to you again. Have a great day.